Hello, I'm M. And I'm Eyes. And welcome to our brand new podcast, Tipples and Tolkien. Let us be your guides as we return to Middle Earth this fall with the premiere of the new Amazon show, Rings of Power. We'll discuss episodes with you, tell tales of old, and even bring you a brand new tipple recipe every week to enjoy. You can find us on all major podcast platforms, as well as Twitter, which is at Tipples Tolkien, that is T-I-P-P-L-E-S t-o-l-k-i-e-n and instagram at tipples and tolkien so cozy up pour yourself a drink and come on a journey with us this fall on tipples and tolkien previously on second edition one i got really distracted i i have to have seen this before sad geezer's logo but it's fucking weird not even just their logo, but they have this like image of like a dude with glowing red oh eyes and like Ooh. a goatee, and like it's. Is that the, is sad, that the sad geezer? geezer? Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. Repeat. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the ship. This is not a drill. The Cylons were created by man. They rebelled. They evolved. They look and feel human. Some are programmed to think they are human. There are many, there copies. Are many, copies. There are many copies. And they have a plan. Action stations, action stations. Set condition one throughout the podcast. Welcome again to Set Condition One, a Night Shift Radio original. I'm your host, SC1 Actual Caleb, and joining me, lurking up from the shadows perfectly, is the XO <laughs> Kitsy. That's me. And the president of the podcast, the 12 Colonies, and our hearts, Andrea. Where am I this week? You're not in, You're this, not one. in this one. Mm-hmm. You're not in the fucking club. So, so why are you here? <laughs> Maybe I'm uh, lurking behind Ty. You just can't see me because I'm shorter. Okay. Could be. So context for that. I'm going to jump right into that because that was one of the most mm-hmm. brilliantly shot <laughs> scenes I've seen in a television show in a very long time. Uh, we have uh, a, a scene in which Baltar is giving a a sermon, a speech, whatnot. He's he's speaking to his followers, his harem, his cult, uh, whatnot. And uh, the chief has has chosen to uh, kind of stand at the periphery and watch. Uh, and there's this absolutely immaculate scene where Ty comes up behind him from the corridor uh, as as chief is standing in the doorway, and you see Ty pass under a light and he's perfectly illuminated, then step completely into shadow. Mm-hmm. Uh, so all you see is his silhouette and to the point where uh, he's just over the chief's shoulder and he's like half in shadow. And yeah, it's so cool. fucking ominous and beautiful and brilliant. And I just, I loved it. I loved it. This show's very good. It's very good. And like moments like that surprise me because I get wrapped into, you know, the, the drama of it all, the, the space adventure, the, the, the soap opera of it that I often forget to watch the cinematography. Mm. And like the people who made this show knew what the fuck they were doing. Yeah. Well, and especially like a scene like that where um, this is this is not to, you know, it's been a little while 
since we've stepped into Andrea's Lost Corner. Oh, boy. Here and, we go. Uh, yeah, and I don't like to pull <laughs> us in to speak poorly of the show because I do love it very much. But those kinds of really, like, thoughtful, carefully orchestrated, like, I don't, I don't even know exactly what the word I want is, but, like, a big deal is made of those moments on Lost. So, like, the opening on Jack's eye, for example, which is really iconic. It's, like, that first, the you know... Um, uh, shot that you get in that show mm-hmm. um, is like again it's the first shot you get in that show so it's going to stick with you but like Caleb you've watched this show several times right a shot like that a, a moment like that that it could slip your mind because those things happen so often on the show and it is so detail oriented and so thoughtful about how it's do you know what I yeah. mean that like um, I could list you know a handful of them and lost because such a big deal is made of them, if that makes sense. Well, and like, this is the first time that I've watched the show with anything like a critical eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've, you know, the, the first time was like you as a newcomer, like totally fresh. So just lost in the adventure of it. The next couple, <laughs> lost. Uh-huh. Hey, uh... the, uh, the next couple of watch throughs were just like, Somebody saying, like, let's watch Battlestar again. Like, hell yeah, let's watch Battlestar again. And Do you mind if I don't? And then, again, it's just the the familiarity and that, like, that sensation that I get every watch through. Like, I don't remember this happening. Uh, or, like, the anticipation of moments like the Adama Maneuver when he fucking jumps the ship into the uh, the atmosphere. The atmosphere. Oh, yeah. my Good. God. Uh, those moments, of course, that's that's huge action. That sticks with me. You know, you know I remember things like... He, I didn't know he was in the show. The huge Wolverine? action? Wolverine's oh, in the show. Oh. <laughs> I like Caleb usually leans away from the mic when he goes to drink, but he listeners wanted you all to hear how annoyed he was with that. Yeah, that that's... Co- coincidentally is a cup of tea <laughs> anyway huge huge action Hugh Jackman scenes. <laughs> you know they could do worse I, I you know I would watch a show that was just like Hugh Jackman and James Callis uh like kissing what I'm sure yeah <laughs> whatever <laughs> I, I was thinking Again, like, they could do worse <laughs> Like the energy of like a buddy cop show, but like not cops. Like just oh, what would they be? Robbers. Because <laughs> that's 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 the dynamic. That's all you can be. You're either a cop or you're a robber. Uh, the two genders. The two genders. <laughs> I'm a robber. Uh, did we tweet that from the official uh, podcast account? <laughs> there are only <laughs> two no genders: context. cops and cops robbers. And robbers. <laughs> With no context, and this episode doesn't come out for three more weeks, so that would be even better. <laughs> so, with that in mind, as we uh, we explore the the uh, nuances of gender in the Battlestar Galactica universe, <laughs> I would love to. Previously on Battlestar Galactica. You said the thing. I said the thing. So uh, when we left off last week, if I remember correctly, uh, we were kind of wondering what the hell's happening on the Demetrius. Uh, And when I say we, uh, I I mean that I knew that this episode was going to feature fairly heavily with uh, the Demetrius, but I still wondered it aloud for the sake of the show. (laughs) 
That's canon for you. <laughs> and uh, I, I peeked ahead. I didn't actually remember. I knew that it had to happen soon, so I peeked ahead. You cheater. Wow. Well, I have the ability to do that. God damn I, it. I've seen the show, and I have, I have the power. I have the power of both IMDb and Sad Geezer. Like, <sighs> fucking, I've got nothing. Damn, wonder, nothing. You wonder twin shit here. Do you think maybe Caleb's getting too powerful? <laughs> mm-hmm. I had to Google something that wasn't directly related to the show, but I was worried it would give me a spoiler. Oh, yeah. And trying to like, like one eye half closed and like <laughs> unfocusing, so I couldn't see any small print. Like I was just trying to get the spelling of someone's name or something, so I didn't need anything. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. beyond that, and I really was like, <laughs> like tie, like one eye covered, squinting. Oh. I'm so afraid. We're getting so close, just for something to. We're getting. <sighs> oh, we're. We're very close to the end. Uh, in fact, we're also very close yeah. to uh, our next uh, crossover episode. Uh, <gasps> Is that true? Yeah. yeah. A, uh, t- like on the back half of the, the season, not not all the way towards the end, but after the halfway point, uh, we will Ooh. will feature the the next uh, full length uh, feature film, The Plan. Uh, and as uh, as we've seen, there's, uh, and as we'll get into this episode, there's a lot of stuff happening in the Cylon world, and the plan uh, fe- uh, really like focuses on this the Cylon storyline. So that's going to be really oh, interesting. Cool. Um, it does seem like relatedly that when I guess what well, you know what? No, I don't. Because I was going to say about it seems like Leoben, but who knows? Because you know the thing about the Leoben. Thing about Leoben. But uh, there's a thing about him. Um, but it seems like. He is referencing things that we are not yet privy to. That sounds like a Leoben thing. <laughs> but like specifically, not in like the weird cryptic way that he usually does, though it is also that. But it feels to me as if like something happened off screen that was concrete, like a conversation or something that Leoben is referencing. Mm. And so it'd be interesting if we get some flashbacky yeah. stuff. So this episode uh, has kind of, Two major plot lines that are that are running throughout it, so it's not quite as spread thin as uh, some of our more recent ones. Uh, so rather than kind of jumping scene by scene, why don't we why don't we take them one at a time? And I think uh, you know we we've already talked a little bit about the storyline with with Baltar and Tyrell. So why don't we we cover that first? I think that's a great idea. So <sighs> Tyrell shaved his head. Yeah, what's that about? He's, he's been he's been demoted. Uh, to specialist, as we recall, he's uh, by choice. By choice, he he basically demanded it. Uh, mm-hmm. He is uh, he's 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 making an effort to get fit again. Maybe he's sick of uh, Adama calling him fat. I don't know. It's fair. Maybe he just he, likes to jump. Rope. I mean, he might think? just like to. I mean, that could be just like his <laughs> just his stress time. relief because he clearly needs some stress relief. Mm-hmm. Do you think when you get demoted, you have to shave your head? Yes. Oh, okay. That makes sense. Yeah, specialists have to shave their head. Yeah. <laughs> um, That's why Callie always had a shaved head. Makes sense. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Rip. He's jumping rope. He's, he's jumping rope. He's listening to, to Baltar on the, uh, on the, on the wireless, on the, on the radio, Baltar's podcast, uh, or his, his talk radio show. So Baltar's having a uh, a heart's heart with one of his his followers who is raging uh, against the Cylons. Yes, but not just the machines. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> both both views of this episode it made me like it like like maybe like bark laugh like it surprised me both times. It was very like ah. <laughs> she says she says not it. just the machine. 
It's like some dumb shit we would say if we were yes! there. You know what yeah. I mean? Like as a joke. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> just as anyone involved, the engineers who designed the corporations, the politicians who provoked this war and then did nothing to protect us, and most of all, the gods. All of this, again, like entirely too on the nose for real world events and i hate it yeah yeah um, i do i do like um that it, it feels like at any moment she's gonna be like <laughs> and the son of a bitch who let them in the security yes. mainframe <laughs> like, and you can like see it on his face too that he's like because he like, says oh. the cylons and then she says you know and he's just like oh boy yeah. um <laughs> <laughs> Total aside, uh, Sad Geezer has the location for this conversation listed as Cult HQ. Oh, I love that. <laughs> um, and he says... Call it like yeah. it is. He says, the, the gods, they stood by and let it all happen. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I sympathize. Because uh, we know Baltar doesn't have empathy. But, no, God, but he no. can't feel sympathy. Uh, and I love this line where he says, but unfortunately the gods can't be blamed for not coming to your aid. Because... It's not because they weren't listening, because they don't exist. He just like mm. he's just decided to rip right into the heart of the colonial religion and does not care. He has gone full blasphemy. Mm-hmm. I have a question about this though. Go for it. Is other than okay? Let's pretend like and this is a tough thought experiment, but. Baltar doesn't have some self-serving purpose for doing this because because that's the easy answer for any question about Baltar Mm is like why well because he's got some you know what happened for Baltar that he went full only one god was it just because of his time with the the Cylons like in his you know like there was no like awakening or event specifically right that actually is directly related to well there was one moment where like six made him like proclaim that there is only one god and accept that god as his god or whatever but it was just her doing that i think so but but i guess he kind of he just leaned into it well there were the the multiple times that he like blasphemed or was stubborn about something and then some a mysterious consequence beset him uh, until he repented and changed his way. So oh, I think between okay. that and then his time with the Cylons and his uh, his you know quest to learn about the Final Five and all of those things, I think he's just decided, you know what? Might as well embrace yeah. it. Yeah. Might as well jump. He um, may also feel that uh, God is somehow responsible for his, uh, as he puts, I think, later something to the effect of new lease on life. Uh, where he's, you know, he, he's been through the, the the whole process of being, you know, arrested, imprisoned, tortured, put on trial, and acquitted. I forgot about all of those Baltar, and I can't think of any specific now. I'm more remembering us talking about them, but those moments where he does get cocky and kind of runs his mouth, and then about something, and then it comes back to bite him in the ass, and like those, there, there's like a series of those moments, right? That kind mm-hmm. of. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But as, thank you. <laughs> you're welcome. Uh, but as the chief is uh, jumping rope in his in his quarters, listening to this, uh, we see Nikki's in the the background, uh, also uh, kind of listening along. Nikki is, is and being neglected. Yeah. Nick, Nikki is hanging on every word of, of Baltar's, <laughs> as evidenced by uh, when when Tyrrell has had enough and he reaches over and turns the wireless off. Nikki throws off it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I was listening to that. You son of a bitch, Cylon. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, the, we get a little bit more of Baltar's conversion story, um, where you know he says that you know in my own journey I've been wronged, persecuted, prayed to the gods on my knees, begging them for mercy, tortured. I received nothing in respect. And this is where the, the radio gets turned off. Uh, but as it comes back on, he says, "I could have lived in that abyss of bitterness, but that will destroy you like nothing else." I choose to forgive, and most importantly, I began with myself. What a smooth motherfucker. He's, yeah, he's... I, I, I choose to forgive, and I began with myself. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, I mean, important the lesson to be able to learn to, to forgive oneself, but... Uh, <laughs> yep. Of course, Baltar began with himself. Yep. Because why wouldn't he? Why? He's just... Because Gaius fracking Baltar. That's right. Why wouldn't he? Um, and so... With all of this, uh, you know, Tyrrell is uh, initially not impressed. He, you know, you can tell. And um, the... Oh, yeah. So there's a, a moment later where he's uh, he's just kind of standing in the, the launch tube where Callie died. And it's like, you know, he's he's lost in thought. Like, maybe he started out trying to inspect it, but now he's just... He's just there, you know, alone with his thoughts. And uh, Tori comes along, and she just tries to to tell him, you know, like, you know, you're not going to be able to make any sense of this. Like, you know, maybe, you know, maybe. Please stop looking yeah. for answers. <laughs> yeah, you, you, she was, you know, she was disturbed, and you know, maybe this was just God's will. And he's just kind of like, "Why are you here?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which is a very good question. Mm-hmm. Why is she there? She has no business on the hangar deck. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she, she's like, you know, we're in this together. I'm, I'm here for you, Galen. I know exactly where you are right now. Well, I mean, yeah, because you're there too. Yeah, you're literally standing in front of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and she says, until Gaius helped me realize that, well, you know, <sighs> wherever, whatever's gone before, whatever I've done, it doesn't matter. We can still change. Uh, which... You know, it's an interesting message for the the Cylons and the the fleet to uh, to take away. Like, you know, people can change. People, you don't have to be defined by what you were in the past uh, or what you didn't know you were. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Why are you here? <laughs> Why are any of us here, Chief? Uh, <laughs> really good question. Not Chief anymore. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. Specialist. And uh, you know, he's like, you know, you you, he's still you spend way too much time with Baltar. But you can tell, like it's it's starting to to nag at him. He's he's curious. Uh, and speaking of um, Tori and Baltar, you know, there there's there little things still happening. Uh, oh, good. But she's. Uh, <laughs> I'm so glad. She's apparently no longer crying during uh, during sex, which. Uh, <laughs> I kind of really like every week. I think I like Tori a little bit more. She is like a. a got a little bit of a wild card about her like i feel like she could do anything and i yeah. would not be surprised at this point that's kind of why i love her as one of the final five because like mm-hmm. you don't you barely think about her at all until that revelation and then like suddenly she's like what am i gonna do next you don't fucking mm-hmm. know you don't fucking know yeah exactly am i Am I fucking and crying? Am I killing people? <laughs> am I am I like stirring up a revolution quietly? I don't know. A, I don't know. It's Tuesday. There's no way to it's tell. It's dawn. <laughs> Could be a little bit of everything. Who knows? It's Tuesday at dawn. <laughs> um, uh, like the Baltar asks her, like, you know, do you, 
you know, do you think um, you know, Rosalind has 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 given up on on you know pursuing me or whatever? Uh, oh no, he says. Uh, Since I haven't been arrested recently or beaten up, can I surmise that the president has not been apprised of my pirate broadcast? So we know that he's doing pirate radio, which I love. I love the idea mm-hmm. of Baltar on the pirate mm-hmm. airwaves. Uh, and she's like, oh, actually, I told her all about it. I even suggested to speak to the admiral. <laughs> She does not give a fuck anymore. Not even a little bit. I love it. And Baltar takes that reasonably in stride. He's a little thrown off at first. And uh, he's like, well, you know, they're just going to have to realize that this this movement has taken on a life of its own. You know, it's going to take more than than bashing in a few heads to stop this. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How mad? Very. Is Laura Roslin gonna be? Oh boy! When she finds out oh that Tori is a a Cylon and b fracking Gaius Baltar. Yeah. Oh my god! Not happy. That like those are about the two worst things that you can be in Laura Roslin's eyes. I, that's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. The only the only worst thing you can be than fracking Gaius Baltar is Gaius fracking Baltar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Thank you. I'm here all week. So, because this is my house, that, that would make sense. Where I live. Yeah. Um, so uh, now we arrive to the the scene that I described uh, at the beginning of the episode, where you know, Tyrrell is is watching one of uh, Baltar's sermons, and uh, Ty sneaks up behind him, and you know, can you believe these people are buying into Baltar's crap? <laughs> Tyrrell goes, "Oh, whoa! We need to talk." Huh? I don't have anything to say to you. Well, then you can listen. I love that. <laughs> I don't give a shit. Uh, yeah, he's like, you know, look, you know, we we've been we've been taking it easy on you because of your wife, but like, you got to get your shit together, like now. And That's right. uh, you know, Tyrrell doesn't quite do the same. Why are you here? Uh, as he does to to Ty but, or to Tori, but um, it's the same sentiment. He is done mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. pretty much everyone, um, and he says, "Yeah, remember when it all started? You said nothing would change you from the man you want to be. Well, how about it, Colonel? Are you still the same old salt Ty, referencing uh, his uh, surreptitious rendezvous with the six. Uh, and he's like, anything I've done, I can live with. And just like, well, that's the difference. I can't. So, uh, and, you know, Ty, Ty leaves and Tyrrell's uh, about to, and, um, the, uh, Baltar calls out to him. He's like, Mr. Tyrrell, Mr. Tyrrell. Please come. You know, I know we've had our differences, but come and take my hand. It's what Callie would want. And <laughs> fucking crazy eyes Gale in here. You gets that that look at just really? fucking chokes mm-hmm. <laughs> out Baltar. I mean, I don't blame him. That is a I'm surprised no one's done that to Baltar yet. Like I, it took this long. I mean, but it's like first of all. I don't know what, I mean, that's what he thought was going to happen, I think. Like, there's no way that he thought, although I also get the impression that Baltar didn't think about it. It, like, seemed like it was the first time it had occurred to him to even, do you know what I mean? Like, he, it was clearly a, he was, like, seizing the opportunity there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but just, like, dude, you 
signed her that her like death uh death warrant death warrant you know what i mean like there's no there's no world you would think where galen would take that man's hand yeah um but and to to baltar's credit like he like his his harem his cult uh goes to intervene and he's like no leave him leave him you know like he he whether it's you know part of the act or whether it's genuine, we don't really know at this point. But like he seems to be like very uh, earnest in this mm-hmm. in in this uh, reaching out, uh, you know, extending a hand of friendship to to Tyrrell. Uh, and you know, Tyrrell leaves. He's like, yeah, <laughs> in this this amazing moment. He's like, you don't freaking know her. <laughs> which, uh, that like bulldog bark yell of his, yeah. which I hope was another one of uh, his uh, ad libs because it, yeah, it, yeah, it feels like that that kind of energy. Like they're just like, you know what? Be angry. Mm-hmm. He he's you know he's invoking the name of your wife. Be angry, mm-hmm. and Aaron Douglas is like, oh, I can do that. Got it. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Done. Uh, Anger check. check. <laughs> Uh, and so, like he he goes off and, and sulks in his quarters. No idea where Nikki is at this point. Hopefully, he's ho- hopefully Chief has found him a, a babysitter. Like he's just wandering around the hangar deck, calling CPS. Like I just don't know <laughs> what. Where is that kid? Who I just uh. BSG CPS. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and so. Um, Baltar C stands for Cylon. <laughs> Cylon Protective Services. Cylon Protective Services. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, Nikki would be half Cylon, that's so. That's right. Um, Baltar goes uh, incognito, by which I mean he puts a hood up. He puts on a hoodie. He puts on a, like a, a, just a plain gray hoodie and puts the hood up and walks through the hall against uh, his, his cult member's better judgment. And he goes to, to Tyrrell's quarters and he knocks, but does that thing where he knocks and then just opens the door. I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. bold move, buddy. And this guy literally just wanted to choke you out like a minute mm-hmm. and a half ago, uh, showtime. And you're just going to like walk right into his court. Okay, let's see see where this works. See, see where mm-hmm. this goes. Uh, and as he begins to speak, it's that same like crazed look in yeah. Tyrrell's eye the whole time as he just lays there in bed staring at Baltar. Uh, and you know, it's, it's really kind of a, a heartfelt moment for, for guys where he says, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I, you're, you're right. I didn't know her. You know, I, I'm here to ask for your forgiveness about my presumption. You know, I hardly knew her and it's just, you know, in my own life, I joined the fleet as a, as a scientist, a skeptic, supposedly a man of reason, only to have fate turn all that on its head. Uh, and, you know, he he says, like, I'm, you know, I'm sorry. I'm truly sorry for your loss. She was a beautiful woman, and I, I genuinely wish that I could have gotten to know her better. And as he's about to leave, Galen extends his hand in a really awkward way, specifically his left hand, because the way he's laying down. Yeah. And uh, Gaius takes it, and it's it maybe the beginning of some healing. I don't know. There are a couple of things I am perplexed by with this moment, and one of them is it is so hard to tell when Gaius is being genuine or not. He's never being genuine. That's, this that's is one tell. of those moments where it feels as though he is, though. It is. Like, and 
And it's what what's tricky. The thing about Gaius Baltar is <laughs> oftentimes I think he thinks he is being genuine because he's always like it is beneficial for Gaius to not have an enemy in Galen Tyrrell, mm-hmm. right? So it is advantageous for him to have Tyrrell's forgiveness. So in that way, it's quite possible that he is being genuine, even if it's not really the most, like, selfless kind of yeah. act. So it is really complicated because just of who Gaius is as a person. But I would just love a moment of true, like, earnest humility from this man. Um, I feel like if we get it, though, then I know that the next scene is Gaius dying. (laughs) I just think Gaius Baltar. Gaius Baltar, exactly. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't... It it is hard to say with him because he's so duplicitous and so Mm self-serving. It feels like... At the very least, it feels like maybe he believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. Whether he's actually yeah. changed or not, it feels like he believes that he has. And in the end, is that really, is there any difference? I don't know. Yes. Yes. I don't know. <laughs> there absolutely is. is. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Like, I I just, I believe that Gaius wants to be the kind of person who is worthy of the, like, praise and esteem he pretends to hold himself in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I think so much of Gaius Baltar's personality can be condensed to that idea of like w- wanting to be worthy of the, <laughs> of how much he loves himself. It's kind of sad. Like, is is he compensating? Is he covering for something? Is he re- like? I mean, we know that he's really a, a very insecure person. We know that. We've seen yeah. that, and you know that that his ego is a if you side to, to cover for that i don't know maybe maybe it is possible for him to be a, a genuine and caring and like humble person i don't know we'll see <laughs> <No>. <laughs> well we don't have time to find out now because we have multiple Dreda's contacts so we're going to go ahead and jump to a new location and we come back and talk more about this episode so don't turn off your wireless I hope Starbucks there. Nope. She's supposed to be. Nah, she's not. Pirate broadcasts. (laughs) Hey there, listener. Did you know you're our favorite listener? That's right. You're a very special listener. And I, president of the podcast, Andrea, am here with a super secret recommendation just for you. There's another little podcast on our network that you may have heard of, and it's called Left of the Dial. Every week, your hosts, Caleb and Kitsy, talk about a different record they love. They also talk with really amazing guests. For example, a recent episode features New Jersey's second favorite son and king of the DIY comedy scene, Chris Gethard, and me. I was, I was on that one too. Focusing on new and independent music, they're a great way to find your new favorite band. And Left of the Dial is so excited to announce their new live in-studio music series, Left of the Dial Live. Head over to leftofthedial.live to check out recent sessions from the Tisburys, Hit Like a Girl, and Mikey Erg, just to name a few. While you're there, you're going to want to subscribe so you don't miss any of the incredible sessions they've got coming up. And as always, for more information on Left of the Dial Live, the Storyteller series, and all of our other wonderful shows, you can head on over to nsrad.io. Because it's rad. And it's, it's like radio. Hello, I'm Casey Ryan. 
And I'm Colin Ryan. And we're here to tell you about the new podcast coming to the Night Shift Radio Network. It's something two white cishet dudes have never covered. Star Trek. But here's the twist. The omnipotent god is actually a malfunctioning robot? No. Well, maybe. But the real twist is we roped our mom into it. That's me. Hi, Hi, Mom. Mom. In the monthly podcast, we will cover all the Trek movies from the motion picture to beyond. Our lifelong love of Trek comes from being introduced to it by our mom at a very young age. But that's a story for the podcast. Look at you, Mom. You're a natural. That's why I'm the Admiral. So join us September 8th for our monthly podcast, Where No Mom Has Gone Before. Available on the Night Shift Radio Network, wherever in subspace you catch your podcasts. Now... Which one is the one with the whales? Four. Report. Hey. <laughs> it's a casual report. Today. Hey, Captain. Hey. hey. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think we, I think that was a good spot to uh, to leave the saga of Baltar, Tyrrell, Tori, and Ty. Uh, all of our all of our teas uh, are, are in order here. Uh, everything's everything's teed up. <laughs> uh, swing and a miss. Um, so let's go back to we've crossed our teas and dotted our i. Just the one tie tie. I'm gonna cut that. I hope you do. Now I'm not. No, you're not. Fuck. <laughs> um, so, uh, as we mentioned, this episode does feature a lot of uh, the, the story of the Demetrius. Uh, in fact, mm-hmm. that's really the the more important, which is why I wanted to save it for the the back end of the episode. Um, things have not been going well for this crew. They're they're <laughs> approaching the the time when they they have preordained that they will uh, rendezvous with the fleet. Uh, you know, presumably the, you know, as much about like having the resources for an ongoing mission as, you know, just like, this is the time that the Admiral has given you be back by then. Um, I don't know, probably some combination thereof. Um, but Starbuck is, is struggling. The crew is, is not happy that, you know, they've been snarky and unsupportive all except for, for Sam and Hilo, of course. Uh, are are ever loyal to? Uh, um, gotta love them. But mm-hmm. as we uh, as we open the episode, Kara thinks that uh, she might uh, she might might be onto something. You know, <sighs> she she's got a particular uh, region of space that she's like you know I uh, check this out. But I think here and you know, Hilo's like you know we. We've checked there twice. She's like, you know, maybe, maybe the third time. Maybe, maybe the third time's a charm. Uh, and she's like, all right, well, we gotta, I gotta, you know, go see the cap off. He's like, oh, I'm gonna fly this one. <laughs> He's like, you, have, you haven't flown cap since we left the fleet. She's like, meh. I think, I'll, I think I'll go on this one. And this is like 30 seconds after her telling him that she hasn't gotten any sleep ever. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. <laughs> She's breaking my heart in this scene. Like, she is so clearly desperate for something to work out for her. And the fact that when Hilo asks her if she's been sleeping, that she doesn't get angry with him and she tells him the truth is 
was really surprising to me. Yeah. Because I felt like either she would have, I don't think she would have lied, but it seemed to me like a thing where somebody asking her that she would have like snapped because the implication is you need to be getting sleep because you're not doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the fact that she is just like open and honest with Hilo about that. And uh. what really bums me out about the, these scenes since she's come back is that she's completely lost all of the, the Starbucks swagger. Mm-hmm. She's still Kara, but she's not Starbuck anymore. Yeah. 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 And it's it's sad to see. And like she mm-hmm. she is is so stressed. She's she's not sleeping. She's she's not thinking straight. And you know, she's not inspiring confidence in a crew mm-hmm. of people who uh largely didn't want to be there to begin with. Uh mm-hmm. although again for for a crew of Presumably, at least at this point, seasoned military folks, if not prior to the the war, um, they're really bad about just like doing what they're told. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone like <laughs> Starbuck passes by in her in her uh, flight suit, and they're like, "Oh, you're kidding me! She's taking a Viper out now." And uh, like. One that we get introduced to just for this mission who's never been around before, Pike, uh, who mm-hmm. looks like he would be uh, you know, a singer in a fucking, like, uh, what is it, the, the She's So High, like a cover <laughs> band of that guy. Okay. <laughs> Tal Bachman. He'd be in a Tal Bachman cover band. Uh, <laughs> That's He's so like, funny. maybe she could do a little finger painting. And he was like, I've heard enough bitching and moaning to last mm-hmm. a lifetime. Two more days and we're back with the fleet. Then everyone, oh. Until then, shut up and do your jobs. I love it. He's just all business. Yeah. Hilo the EXO. Oh, God. I really, I know, I, every week I have, but I love him so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's just so wonderful. But uh, while Starbucks out there flying the cap with, uh, with our boy Hot Dog, uh, <laughs> hot diggity dog. Hot diggity. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little diggity. Uh, <laughs> no, no diggity. Um, she's clearly she's looking for something, and first the the implication being that she's looking for signs of the I don't know the trinary star system, the gas giant, something, anything uh, related to why they're out there. But then you realize, like, she's just looking with her eyes from a Viper cockpit. She's not really, like, scouring sensor data or anything like that. Mm -hmm. What is she looking for? Well, we get our answer when a busted-up heavy raider (laughs) shows up on Treyas. I don't know if she was looking for Leoben, but she sure as shit found Leoben. Well, she acts like it because she's like, you know, I know you're out there. And then it appears and she's like, there you are sort of thing. And it's like, wait a second. Wait, was she looking for Cylons? Because that's not what you said you were doing. And yeah. I don't know that that instills any more confidence in your already like yeah. grumbling crew uh, when you appear to be out looking for you know, the enemy. Um, but. And then you bring them on for, board. <laughs> for the, the briefest of moments, and then we'll move on. I have to make note that uh, this raider had its fucking brains hanging out. Yeah, sure did. 
<laughs> it was just drifting vertically through space, uh, although yeah, there is no vertical in space. But the thank the you. visual of the frame implied that it was drifting vertically uh, as opposed to the, the axis on which the, the Vipers were flying. Um, so we get to see its brain casing all blown open Blech. and sparks shooting off it, brain which... Casing. Had, have we have we come to a, a conclusion about sparks in space? Hmm. I don't know that we've discussed it. Do you have thoughts? <laughs> I believe for a spark to happen, you need oxygen. I could be wrong, but I'm I'm pretty sure. Well, I know you can't start a fire. Yeah, without a spark. <laughs> So I think that you would need oxygen to do a spark, and oh. therefore... Uh, according to cosmocopia.gsfc.nasa.gov, <laughs> huh? it's very long, oh, but, .gov. but okay. it is actually the NASA website, uh, even in a vacuum can never be a perfect suppressor for a spark, so even in a vacuum you can get a spark mm. between two metal plates. Oh, okay. There you go. So, There's your answer. Uh, so between two metal plates, so you can you can have sparks between two conductors, but uh, mm. what we often see in sci-fi shows and movies and whatnot is sparks just going Shoot out into out. the ether. And I feel like, Kitsy, you're you're more on the right track where there's nowhere for that spark to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and I don't know. You can't light a sparkler in space. <laughs> Has anyone tried? Sparkler in space. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's what the Apollo missions were all about. Light and sparklers in space. They, they, were, they went... A lot of people don't know this. They think the Apollo missions were about going to the moon. That was just a secondary uh, thing where they were really trying to find out if they could light a sparkler in space, mm-hmm. and they found out they could not. Mm-hmm. The fact that they made it to the moon was really just a, a, a byproduct of that. The flag that they planted... Uh, was actually surrounded by sparklers that were supposed to like really like really it was like, a re- it was it was a really patriotic experiment yeah. You know? fuck yeah America sort of thing but the, the sparklers yeah, exactly <laughs> that feels yeah, true honestly it's believable try to set it's fireworks off on the moon that is absolutely something we would try <sighs> and like. All of our top scientists would be like you can't do that and be like fuck yeah we're gonna do it <laughs> we're gonna we're, we're, uh, the gang goes to the moon. <laughs> <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> we lost him. Oh, he's back. <laughs> Charlie's freaking out and doesn't want to go because he's never left Philadelphia. <laughs> I love the idea of Charlie going right from never having left Philly to the fucking to moon. The fucking moon. <laughs> That's right. And they and they to the moon, Charlie. It's and it's they have to get him so drunk he doesn't know where he's going exactly. for him to for him to do it. That's that's the bit. Oh man. Oh my god. I love that's that amazing when they try to. <laughs> um, Charlie eats the pear from the Italian market. I the eat stickers all the time, I eat stickers dude. All the time. <laughs> Why do you do that? Why don't we have an It's Always Sunny podcast? I don't know what it would be. It would just be that. Just be like, remember and they do the other funny time thing? When they, the, yeah. Cat uh, in the wall. Also, we only have so many so many hours in the week. That's true. So, uh, 
get to make sure to to have his moment and declare action stations on the uh, on the Demetrius. <laughs> it's his favorite thing <laughs> to do. It's, 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 it's that's thing. what he's there for. That's that, that is. <laughs> Gator's biggest strength is his... Anytime something goes wrong, he's like, it's my time to shine! Mm -hmm. Motherfucking action stations. Uh, This is not a drill. Second condition condition one throughout the ship. Mm, Not a drill, motherfuckers. Uh, And, you know, Hilo's got him, you know, spooling up the FTLs, ready to jump away, because they're like, oh, shit, the Cylons are here. Um... But Starbucks like, mm, son of a bitch, I knew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's getting real stoked about this, and everyone is like, um, uh, Starbuck, hell, uh, what are we, what are we doing here, Captain? Captain, and she's like, "Come on, come on, shoot me, motherfucker, shoot me." Uh, <laughs> this is all over the wireless too. Like everyone's mm-hmm. hearing this. Yeah. <laughs> They're just like, "What the frack is she doing?" Um, <laughs> and of course, then we we hear Leoben's voice. I'm not. I'm alone. It's not an attack. I knew I'd find you. You want to come over? My parents aren't. They're out of town. <laughs> My what? Cylon parents are out of town. What? Ah, Leoben does. He, he does a, a variation on, on my favorite move, where like you run into someone in a like completely uh, expected and often planned situation, and you're like, ah, I thought I'd find you here. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah, we had a meeting. <laughs> That's very good. Starbucks like, we're bringing them on board. And everyone's like, "Mm, we're not going to do that. That's a bad idea. She's like, we're doing it. Dock that shit. Um, So they do. uh, One of my favorite, like, just wildly overused lines in any kind of action or drama is, you know, if you wanted to kill us, we'd all be dead by now. Mm -hmm. I don't know that that would necessarily be true. That one busted yeah. ass heavy raider would like, like would have just automatically taken you out, uh, and that like there's like there's never been a situation ever in history where someone has waited uh, for the right moment to to kill other people. Mm-hmm. Nope, um, nope, never happens. So mm-hmm. just, the fact that you are currently alive is not necessarily an implicit reason to trust someone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, but they do it. They uh, 39,676 survivors, and they do it. Uh, I think <laughs> that's, that's just... the number I said last week, which doesn't make sense. Could be. Because I was wrong with whatever the number was. Uh, but... You said 49,000 something something okay. in six, and like okay. you were 10,001 10, cl- off. Okay, that's right. Okay. Uh, which 39,000, they started with over 50. Yeah, well, people die, people, Caleb. Lots of people. I mean, entire ships. All right, all right, Cloud Nine. Rip. I think. Uh, oh, Cloud Nine. <laughs> um, the Olympic carrier. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Pegasus. Uh, well, I mean, no one was on Pegasus though. I think. <laughs> right. They all left, except Tony, who overslept that day. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I haven't seen Tony in a while. Fucking Tony. So, uh, but I think I think it's Hilo that that says something the effect of like when Starbucks says if, if he wanted to kill us we'd be dead by now and, and I think it's Hilo that says like well then he obviously wants something else mm-hmm. I think that's true what does he, he wants want? what? Starbuck um, so they, you know, they, they bring him in cuffed and he's like but we've seen him like can can we talk about the vest <laughs> 
for a second. He's got a dope ass that? cargo vest. What is that vest? That is that is an extremely two thousands. Uh, this guy goes places vest. <laughs> He's got a lot of stuff to carry. Is he? Did he just get off a fishing trip? What is that vest? It's very cool. It has lots of pockets. <laughs> I want to know everything that's in every one of those pockets. Uh, There's nothing in the pockets. No, he's got like... It's uh, a fashion statement only. He's got a worry stone in one. He's got a little bit of like pink Himalayan salt in another. He's got at least one statue of one of the gods. Oh, yeah. Just because he he knows there'll be a time when he can use it on someone. He's got Mm -hmm. a a deck of uh, trick playing cards (laughs) so he can do his magic tricks. He's got a double-sided coin Uh, or a single-sided coin. (laughs) <laughs> What's ha- double headed coin? Two, that's what I'm trying to say. I'd love to see a single sided <laughs> coin. That's, coin. That's pretty brilliant. They're fucking weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's in one dimensional yeah. space. <laughs> I mean, if anyone's going to do line. it, it's going to be Leo. But <laughs> yeah. That's true. Uh, and he's all like, hey, baby. I knew I'd find you. You look different. You look different. You change. <laughs> does say babe. you look different. You look different. <laughs> like I just I just watched that last night. <laughs> I can see God has taken your hand and purged you of the questions, the doubt. Your journey can finally begin. But there isn't much Fuck time. Off. Um and he says they are the ones that I left behind, uh they need your help, but not as much as you need theirs. Mm-hmm. And she's like, the fuck are you talking about? And he's like, they don't trust you, the crew. What are you going to do about She's that? like, you, you don't need to whisper. I'm well aware of that fact. <laughs> and also, I don't think he's whispering too quietly because I'm pretty sure everyone hears him say that. <laughs> and she's like, I know. We'll go to my quarters. That won't make anyone suspicious. <laughs> God. She gives this little look where she's like when she asks him to do it and they all kind of pause and she like and then she yells and says just do it but right in between she gives a little face where she's like fuck i know i know y'all like this is insane i understand but just fucking do it and like look i know he's my ex (laughs) (laughs) i know i told you i wouldn't come back and you all said that really mean shit about him because you thought we weren't gonna have to deal with him again and now he's here and it's awkward (laughs) for everyone but what can you do? And of course, you know, she she's not buying it at first, but he's like, a blue planet surrounded by clouds. And, you know, with the the hybrid described it to me and I cried because it was beautiful. He's being he's 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 very Leoban in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh and Hilo's like, Captain, we should move the prisoner. And uh, she's like, mm, taking him my quarters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Move, him, move him to my bed <laughs> and exactly. strip him. What? <laughs> I need to know more about that vest. Mm. <laughs> I need to know what's in those pockets. <laughs> move, move, move him to my quarters, and when I get there, he better only be wearing that vest. Just that vest. <laughs> that is making my skin crawl. That's the worst image I've ever just like. And he's always like a little shiny, but also dusty at the same time. Like I don't understand. <laughs> no, I'm so, I'm so sorry. <laughs> What am I right? Yeah, like, you're absolutely it right. It doesn't make any sense. Ah! <laughs> you know that, that I, bubbly soda. You know who I always think he he looks like? Who? Um, do you remember Christopher Titus? Christopher Titus. The comedian? The comedian. He had like a show. Yeah. He was like the, the classic muscle car dude and always had like the flame shirts and like the spiky blonde That's- hair. Guy Fieri. No, no. <laughs> this is this is guy. I know who you're talking he's like, about. Yeah, he's yeah. like he's like tall, skinny guy Fieri. Yeah. Okay. 
<laughs> no, I do know who you're talking about. I just he doesn't usually look shiny and dusty though. No, but they've got like similar they've got hair. like similar vibes about them. He's like he's also like if they did a parody of a band like In Sync. I mean, they've done them, but. <laughs> Yeah, it's called 98 Degrees. <laughs> you better watch your mouth. What is? It's actually called Together, yes. and I love them. Yes, But Thank you. We could do, do a whole podcast about Together. I don't know what it would be, but I would love it. Uh, I don't want to be a part of that at all. Um, what am I? Oh, he he would be the, like, old one where they make fun of, you know what I mean? Like, oh, and the vest is perfect. 98 Degrees, they all had that vest. You're right. I did not take my Adderall today. Yeah, I think it shows. I think the the spiky hair and flame vibe that you're referring to is specifically from his show Titus. Uh, yes, from 2000 to 2002. Uh, That's literally the only thing I know him so, from. So, given that that show went off the air, uh, you know, at least a couple years before Battlestar started, and he's really only done like his stand-up and, and some specials and stuff like that since. Uh, it is entirely possible that Callum Keith Rennie uh, took some. Uh, inspiration on his look from from I Titus. Hope so. Although nowadays, if his IMDb profile picture is to be believed, uh, Callum looks a little bit more like Max Collins. <laughs> oh, that's right. The guy from Eve Six. The guy from, the guy from, from Eve Six. Six. Yes, from our podcast. The I, bass player. Left at the dial.fm. <laughs> I think I don't want to take too much credit for this, but do you think my manifesting Max Collins, the guy from Eve Six, on Left at the Dial is what inspired him to manifest? Max Collins, the guy from U6, playing fast. A hundred percent. Great. That's all. I mean, that's that that kind of energy just grows and mm-hmm. you know, like nurtures and feeds off. Uh, you, yeah. You, you put it out in the universe, and the universe just wants it to to thrive. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Um, thank you. She didn't say thank you. <laughs> yeah, but I was thankful, and Caleb. Oh, but you're welcome okay, anyway. Fair enough. Caleb Keith Rennie. Caleb <laughs> Keith Rennie. Um, so uh, Sam wanders in the room. He's like, what I miss, guys? And they're like, mm, Starbucks got, got Leoben in that vest. And he's like, what? That's my wife. And he goes this bursting in. That's my vest. <laughs> he goes, that's my wife. No, he's got, um, so Leoben's doing that thing. He's standing behind her and he's helping her paint on the wall. And then they zoom in and his left hand is like on Kara's waist, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which as everyone knows is like, the sign for cheating, apparently. Yeah. There's no room for the Holy Ghost. There's no zoom. room. <laughs> That's not. They zoom in on that hand on the waist, and that, and Sam's like, absolutely mm. not, and you know, goes after him. So, question. Yes. So we know that you, know, you referenced the Holy Ghost. We know that in in you know, Christianity, there there's one God, uh, but there's a Holy Ghost. If you have a pantheon of twelve gods, are there twelve Holy Ghosts? Or, like, is it exponential? Four. There are four. How would it be exponential? I don't know. I'm just asking. <laughs> There's four. <laughs> I'm just throwing ideas out I don't, there. I don't know how this works. I'm asking you. <laughs> First thought, best thought. There are four holy ghosts. Excuse me. Holy's ghost. There are, <laughs> there are four fathers and four sons. Okay. It's... So... Out of 12... Oh, so it's it's 12... I see. It's 12 total... Four of each. Yes. Oh, that makes sense. Uh-huh. I guess. Plus the 13th side. There are four trinities. Yeah. Yeah. I, that makes sense to me. That checks out. I got yep. nothing. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, so Sam Buston and Karen Leoben are having a very intimate painting section, session. And <laughs> I mean, 
section. Thank you. Your fruity and slip is showing. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, Sam's like, hey, 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 get the hell away from her. What's wrong with you, Kara? And she's like, hey, oh, oh, hey, hey oh, hey. She's like, stop it. We're painting. <laughs> That doesn't happen at all. Uh, <laughs> I kind of wish it did. But uh, Anders uh, kind of he, he has a little moment of uh, of doing some punching, and they, they he roughs them up they a get bit. The, mm-hmm. the guards into uh, to to cuff <laughs> Leoben and, and drag him out. And Sam does a hit on him. Uh, yeah, he does. He's like, uh, as they're dragging him away, uh, he's like, you know, you know what we have to do. Just remember, there isn't much time. Does she know what they have to do? I mean, he has told her, but I don't know that she knows. See, the thing about Leoben is, mm-hmm, exactly. we still don't know what he whispered in her ear all those yeah. years, months, however many is ago, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm, when mm-hmm. she was interrogating him? It was, you've got a really cute butt. That's, well, what, he, that's what he did. I mean, he didn't have to whisper that. Hey, baby. Yeah, but he wanted it's to. It's supposed to be a secret. Where do you see my vest? <laughs> I think he was wearing the vest in that episode, wasn't he? I think he was wearing a different vest because this one's red. Oh, okay. He's got a, right. just a closet full of <laughs> He's got so vests. many vests. So He's many. He's got a vest for every day of the week. That's right. And I, this is his Thursday vest. Yeah. I love the look of the it's like it's like a maroon vest and he's wearing like an off-white like button-up shirt underneath it. That's a vibe. He is. Um Something. There's, there's also a great moment where uh, you know Sam is is you know, kicking the shit out of Leoben, and Leoben's like, "See Buck's <laughs> rule. I know who you are." <laughs> and Sam's like, hmm, "What?" Um, but it, it, what is the implication there? Is it are is it just that Leoben knows things he shouldn't know, or is there a reason that he would like he was watching? Do you know what I well, mean? He even like, says he saw a few games. Yeah. So, but like, why? I don't know. Well, he says, you know, uh, after all the celebrity and acclaim, what were you? Just another face selling magazines, another piece of scoreboard trivia. And you always knew you were designed for more. You were just waiting for your singular moment of clarity. So there's a little bit of like, I can read you better I'm, than you read yourself. And a little hmm. bit of like, it's, you know, Leo in mind games. Uh, yeah, I think he's just trying to get in Sam's head. Yeah. At, at no point does he imply that he knows that uh, Sam is one of the, the five. Right. Um which, oh, shit, that's right. Because that would be a yeah. really interesting moment. I forgot Sam was a Cylon for a second there. <laughs> um, I can't believe. I know. <laughs> All this time. Mm-hmm. We've been talking about it. And uh, mm. you know, when he says, you were just waiting for your singular, singular moment of clarity, Sam has this great like action hero moment where he cocks his gun. He's like, well, maybe I just <laughs> found it. <laughs> that's like, you could hand that line to Will Smith and he'd take a Grammy with it. Mm-hmm. Grammy? Mm-hmm. Is that no an Emmy? Emmy. Uh, Oscar. An Oscar. Thank you, Oscar. But if it's Will Smith, he probably would also write the, get, the, movie get the Grammy yeah. too. And, get, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "You can kill me. Kara's dream dies with me." And he's like, mm, "But you'll download." I'm like, so is yeah, so is huh? Kara's dream the vest? Yeah, <laughs> I mean, everybody. Everybody's dream is that vest. Because they could take the vest off of him before they shoot him. (laughs) And then Sam could wear it, and then maybe Starbuck would be interested in him again. Maybe Kara would love him again. (laughs) Uh, Maybe that's the problem. Maybe just Sarah's... uh, Sarah? Kara is all about vests now. Would that be their couple name, Sarah? Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. (laughs) Um, Candors. Candors. 
Thanders. Ooh. Tanders. Because Kara's the 12th Starbucks final. rule. What? what? Oh, Starbucks rule. <laughs> Starbucks does rule. Um, but this is where uh, Leoben tells uh, Anders about the, the Cylon Civil War that we saw previously on Battlestar Galactica. Uh <laughs> He said the thing. <laughs> he said the thing. Yeah, he tells them about how like they were lured out of resurrection uh, range and were ambushed, and the the base star was uh, was kind of left adrift, and he escaped, but was you know damaged along the way. Hence the damaged heavy raider, and like, but you know we 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 can help each other is basically what he's building at, and. Kara is, is ready to do it. She's like, let's go. Let's do the We're, we're, we're going to jump to the silent ship. And everyone's like, you're fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, meanwhile, uh, poor Matthias has been tasked with uh, mm-hmm. giving a physical once over of the, uh, uh, the raider to make sure there's no like tracking devices or anything like that that could lead, you know, lead the silence back to the fleet. And so she's doing a, a an EV walk, and you know, she's almost done. She's wrapping up. Everything's everything's good. Everything's clean. She's ready to go back into the ship so they can jump the frack out of there. Uh, and she does, and it's yep, fine. Everything's yep. fine, and, and nothing happens. Um, so over. She notices a, a a gas leak of some sort, and she's like, "Wait a second! Oh, something's wrong here!" Boom! The writer she did. The writer blows up, and she's dead. And how that like it looks like the 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 raider like wrenches away from the the docking port, which how it does that mm. without damaging the the Demetrius uh, is mm. pretty impressive. We don't know that it didn't. Well, it doesn't seem to. I mean, they don't respond as though there's hull damage. They, they don't know about it. Other than the the death of their comrade, they're they're pretty casual about the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, Starbuck has. A moment where she comes and does her uh, her memorial speech for for it's not a good no, one. No, it's not Mm-mm. for Matthias. I mean, it's a great speech. I mean, she does start it's, with "I'm not good at this." Yeah. yeah, I mean, like it's a. I really like like. I don't know if that's the right word, but I was moved by that moment. Not a very rousing. It's not great for morale. Yeah. I'll yeah. say. Yeah, she's uh. It's like, you know, I'm not really good at any of this. We've all come to remember Sergeant Aaron Matthias, to grieve for our loss, to honor her. Matthias is dead because of me. We've all heard the words, the prayers, but I don't know what any of it means anymore. We want to believe that she died for something, but in this war, people die, and it's just stupid, which is a great line. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's an accident. There's no nobility to it. There's nothing we can grab onto that's going to make it any easier. They're just gone. I have to live with that. You know, I know this has been a difficult mission, and maybe I haven't, and she just kind of drifts off. And so Gata is like, hey, yeah, Captain, you know what? The, the FTL drives are spooled up. We, we got the, the coordinates for the rendezvous point. We're ready to go. And she's like, oh, we're not going back to the fleet. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about, Gata? Uh, <laughs> and actually, she, she's, like, surprised. And actually, it's, uh, it's our man Pike who's like, what the hell are you talking about? It's <laughs> fair. And she's like, you know, we came out here to complete a mission. That base ship has something we need, and I know it. Captain Agathon, lock down the ship and prepare to jump. And Pike goes full on mutiny. He's like, no, frack her and her little pet Cylon. We're not doing this. And uh, fucking Hilo, Hilo fucking mm-hmm. punches him. Pistol like, whips him. Gut punches yeah. him and then pistol whips him, <laughs> which is great. 
Uh, <clears throat> Nobody talks about my friend like that. But, you know, everyone, like, at, at this point, like, Hilo's pretty much the only one who's not going full-on mutiny, and he's like, mm-hmm. I want you all to think about what you're doing here. Uh, he, he's very much holding the, the line about the, the, the rules here. Uh, and Athena's like, look, we, we, like, you don't have to do this. And he's like, I have, I have no other choice. And he's like, yeah, you do. Um, <laughs> so, you know, Kara comes back after her most recent storm out to her quarters. And he's like, FTL spool captain. She's like, good, set the clock. And she tells Gaeta to jump and Gaeta's like, Nope. <laughs> and she, um, oh no, she uh, she tells Hilo to jump, and he's and he's like, nope. And she's like, cool, you're relieved. Gata, you're the XO. Jump. And he's like, nope. I don't know why she thought Gata. Yeah, of all people, like, Gata's gonna go along with it. Good lord. Well, I mean, to be fair, he probably is next in command. Like, yeah, but like, so. I feel like I just she should have been like, yeah, mm, uh, um, Anders, somebody, Leoben. Uh, yeah. Can I can I make Leoben the XO? <laughs> and uh, you know, Anders, uh, the only other uh, voice advocating for for Kara here, is like everyone needs to think about what they're doing here. Mm. And Starbuck, uh, very like clearly, like you know, they have thought about it, Sam. They mm-hmm. all have. It's mutiny. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. Oh. <laughs> if it's mutiny you want, it's mutiny you'll get. Oh, oh, this is so. Yeah. The uh, the the scene descriptions inside Geezer sometimes are fantastic. So uh, as as she relieves Hilo, uh, in in parentheses it says everyone is totally bummed, and the others stare at Kara <laughs> and wait for her next move. Uh, everyone is everyone totally is bummed. Totally bummed. The, oh, everybody worries is the uh, other one that I like. Holy shit. I didn't catch this. Uh, so when uh, when uh, Hilo says, like, listen to me, we can jump back to Galactica, okay? And, you know, if the Admiral is for it, we can resupply, send down an armed patrol. So he's trying to he's trying to do it in a way that's mm-hmm. like, like, let's you know, you know, we don't necessarily have to not do this, but like, let's make our rendezvous and let, let the Admiral decide. Yeah. The description here: Starbuck leaning forward like Kane. Do not do this, Hilo. That's, Which tell me there isn't some big Admiral Kane energy in this yeah. moment. Oh yeah, I really like was thinking back to that in a way where like I you know Kara's not gonna I don't think I don't I don't imagine that she would shoot a member of her team, but that I think she would, but not Hilo. I think she'd oh, shoot Pike. Oh like, yeah, I mean I would guy. shoot Pike, and I'm a yeah. and maybe Gator. I, I mean I, again also who wouldn't shoot Gator though. But, but exactly. 100% not Hilo. I need to apologize to our our, our dear, dear Boston, um, Gabe, because last week we referred to him as Boston Gabe-da, even though he's Boston Gablin now. And I forgot oh. which direction. I thought I was saying his new name. Um, but we decided over Twitter weeks ago that uh-huh. he's too good for to be Boston Gabe-da. Got it. And so I just wanted to write that wrong here. I, I promised that I would. And I'm a man of my word. <laughs> I'm a man of my word. So what got me like paying closer attention to the, the scene descriptions was this last line as Hilo, totally sad, says, <laughs> Captain Thrace, as XO of the Demetrius, he goes full, like formal, as XO mm-hmm. of the Demetrius and acting under Article 10 of the Colonial Military Code, I'm hereby relieving you of command to be continued, motherfuckers. <laughs> 
You can see on his face it breaks his heart to have to he do it. He is totally he sad. To. He's totally oh, sad. He's totally sad. Everybody worries. Everybody, Everybody worries. worries. <laughs> Hilo is declare a mutiny. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. Oh my god. So, uh, of course, we're we're on a cliffhanger. Uh, you know, there, there's a mutiny on board the uh, the the Demetrius, uh, and a cult a brewing on the uh, the Galactica. Shit's weird right now. Mm-hmm. Andrea, thoughts? It does feel like we're poised and waiting for things to pop off. They're pretty good at signaling that. I think for oh us. fuck, the last time you said shit better pop off, <laughs> shit really popped off. Yeah. So. <laughs> yep. But I just think we're poised now. Like what? There's nothing at this moment. There's like. What is there to be heel draggy about? You know what I mean? Unless we get some bullshit flashback whatever episode like we've gotten from time to time bottle episode. We're, but I think that things are finally learning more about Lee's love life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh God. Well, and I wonder if I forget if this is something we've talked about or not. This is just like a TV logistics thing. Did um Battlestar Ever have like mid? They did, right? Like mid season breaks and stuff. I don't know. I didn't. I'm not sure. I didn't watch it. I never watched it in the original airing. I I think there was something that came up in one of the first seasons where we like looked into it and something was following like back for. I forget. But anyway, all that to say, it's even though we're only into what episode seven, five, the one we're watching tonight will be six. Yes. Yes. Okay. So going into episode six, um, that doesn't mean that we can't be gearing up for something huge if there's like a little season break or something. Yeah, it's the quarter season break. Yeah, I mean, really, I mean, Lost. You'd have like three episodes and then nothing for a month. Um, I might be exaggerating, but that's what it felt like. I will say, as as usual, I will spoil nothing. But uh, I, I think your your uh, shit popping off sense tingling. Ooh. Uh, Ooh, oh no! Might oh no! Might be accurate. I think, I think you should trust your 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 instincts here. Oh boy, nobody's ever told me to do that before. <laughs> well, we should probably um, go find out what happens next. You huh? don't want to know what I think is going to happen next. That's the whole point of the show. We should. So, like, our FTL drives are spooled up. Okay, what's what's going to happen next, Andrea? I think that Starbucks might be the twelfth Cylon. Our FTL drives are spooled up, but we can't decide whether to jump or not. So you're going to have to come back next week and find out if we do. So say we all. So say we all. So, say we all. Begin jump prep. We're leaving. We'll be back. Start your prep. Set Condition One is a Night Shift Radio production. Visit nightshiftradio.com for more information.